You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleaver, Texas and meets on Sundays. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleaver.com. That was the Martins featuring Pumpkin. The cat. Is Pumpkin's last name also Martin? Okay. Featuring Pumpkin Martin. Uh, I didn't mention this last service. I totally forgot. But that is our next sermon series kicking off Back to Basics. We figured first of the year, might as well talk about getting back to the basics. You can see uh, morning routine, waking up, brush your teeth, coffee, leave. Same thing over and over. But, you know, we need to slow down and really spend our time with the Lord first thing in the morning. So we're going to bring it back to the basics. We'll bring Pumpkin with us. (laughs) Tell Pumpkin I'll pay her later. Yeah. Cool. All right. So I get to wrap up the end of this Rejoice series. Have everyone everyone enjoyed this Rejoice series on worship? Has anyone felt weird with service being flipped, doing one song and then sermon and then more worship? Anybody? It's been weird. Weird but good, right? Cool. Cool. We wanted wanted to be able to, for you guys to um, practice uh, what was given in the sermon right after instead of just getting the sermon and then going home. Uh, but anyways, I'm wrapping up today uh, with talking about worship expression. Everyone knows that expression is um, just an action. Uh, so we're going to have a little class discussion. Class participation is required. I will hand out gold stars for how you do. Not really. Uh, can someone name some worshipers in the Bible? Not Ronnie Joe. She said David. It's her favorite. Anybody else? Some worshipers in the Bible. Paul and Silas. Zechariah. Who else? Daniel. Noah. Anybody else? Oh, okay. What was that? Ezekiel. Anybody else? Moses. There's quite a few characters in the Bible, yeah? That worship? All right. Can someone show me? Show me. Can someone tell me different ways you can worship? Shout them out. You don't have to raise your hand. Sing. Music. Lift your hands. Pray. What? Serving. Serving. Everyone heard that? Serving. It's a good one. What was that? Who's that? Get on your knees. Good one. Anybody else? Daily actions. Okay, John, calm down. (laughs) It's your daily actions. He's not wrong. Yes. So. Colossians 3.16, let the message about Christ and all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. So a lot of you gave me great examples about different ways you can worship. But a vast majority of people in the Christian world would say that singing is the main worship, is the main way to worship, correct? So my first point is it's not just about singing. Everybody knows that, right? It's not just about singing. You don't have to have a Grammy award-winning voice for God to receive your praise, which is a good thing. So let's go back and read Psalm 100. (laughs) Someone someone say, thank you, Lord. (laughs) Is that Paula? The Lord loves your joyful noise, Paula. All right, make a joyful, you guys, let's all read this together. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Next one, sorry. <laughs> Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. 
Give thanks to him, bless his name, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. Amen. All right, so like I was saying, singing, uh, worship is not just about singing. In the book of Psalms, it can be broken down into three categories. We have voice, posture, and hands. So in Psalms 34.1, it talks about speaking. And like I said before, it has nothing to do about, not nothing, it's not just about singing. Speaking, you can say things about God. You can say things about his greatness. You don't necessarily have to be singing all the time. God, you are so good. Your mercy endureth forever. You can say scriptures, and that is worship to the Lord. You are king above all kings, name above all names, God of all the universe. That is worship, and that brings joy to God's heart. Another one, 27.6, shouting. Everybody knows Tammy here, right? If you've ever wondered who's hooting and hollering doing service, it is Tammy right here, and I love you for it. It is amazing. It, it makes me burn inside to want to shout as well, but I don't want to shout in the microphone because I feel like you guys wouldn't like that a whole lot. So I just, let, I just let Tammy do all the shouting, and that's great because she has such joy in her life that she wants to shout. And 40, Psalms uh, 47.6 is singing, or like in uh, Psalms 100, it says singing. And then we go to our posture, Psalms 95.6, bowing and, uh, like you said, kneeling. We don't always have to be standing. We don't have to be sitting. There's times we can bow before the Lord. We can get on our knees before the Lord. And that's kind of a sign of surrender. And then also you have Psalm 149.3, dancing. Who danced in the Bible? Pretty much everybody, yeah. But mainly it was David. He danced undignified before the Lord. Now, I'm not saying you guys have to unclothe yourselves to worship here to dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You can dance freely. I always think about dancing. I always think about childlike wonder and childlike faith. I don't know if you guys saw uh, last week we had the amazing Christmas program that they did such a good job. Uh, and I have to highlight him. Uh, I don't know if you guys know Logan over here, Amber's son. He, he stood right here and he was in perfect shot of all the solos. So anytime there was a solo, the kid was just dancing in the background, did not care about a single thing in the world, didn't care who was judging him or anything. Half the time he was ignoring his mom because he was just so filled with joy. And that's how we should be. We should be, we should not care about who's around us or who's going to make fun of us or who's going to be embarrassed by us because it's not about them. It's about ourselves and God and how we're worshiping God. So anytime we want to dance, I always think about dancing like a child. For one, nine times out of ten, they don't know how to dance. Except for you, Logan. You're going to be a pop locker later on in life. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but like kids, you see them. They jump around. They're all offbeat. They're throwing their hands around. But they're full of joy and happiness. And that's what God wants us to do, is to just come into his presence with praise and joy. And then we go to hands. Psalms 33, 2, playing instruments. Not all of us play instruments, and that's okay. But if you do... Holler at me later, we can have an audition. And then we also have Psalm 47.1, clapping. Now, this isn't saying you have to clap in time, because the verse doesn't say you must clap in time for me to receive your praise. Not whatsoever. You can just clap because the Lord is good. Like, if you're at a graduation or somebody does something amazing, like, you clap, you, you, know, you praise them. So that's, you can just clap openly to the Lord. And then the last one, Psalm 63, verse 4, is lifting your hands. Some of us, it, 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 it doesn't say you have to lift your hands a certain direction. I'm sure you guys think, is it like Tim Hawkins that does the TV and the fish and the, that? Those are all great. Any of those were great. Um, 
But sometimes we get so worried about people around us, and sometimes we, be, we bring friends to church, and we don't want them to think we're weird, so we just stand in service along with them. But we need to be doing one of these eight things, if you don't play an instrument, seven things to give God praise. And so brings me to my second point, change your focus. So some of the things above that we talked about, speaking, shouting, singing, bowing or kneeling, dancing, playing instruments, clapping, lifting your hands, it might be foreign to you, but as you can see by the scriptures, these have been a part of worship culture for quite some time. But we have some reason have become more concerned with our image and how people will see us than how the Father will see us. We get so worried about someone sitting next to us. If it's someone on the worship team or someone we don't know, we don't want to sing too loud because we don't want them to hear us. We don't want to raise our hands because uh, what if they just look at me weird because I'm raising my hands and wonder why I'm raising my hands. They can wonder all they want or they can join in with you. We don't need to be worried or concerned with the person to the left or right. I like to, I like to call, call it, we need to put on spiritual blinders that we block out everything else around us and we just focus on the one who we're giving our worship to. It doesn't matter what you look like, how you sound, what you're doing. As long as you are giving it to the Lord, that is worship to him, regardless of what the people around you are doing. If everyone in the church is turning and looking at you because you're shouting and screaming, who cares? It's you and God. You have an audience of one at all times. Worshippers were always at the front lines of, of battles in the Bible. There, it wasn't the army. It wasn't the people with all the weapons. It was the worshipers. They were up front. They were putting their lives on the line just so they can have God on their side because they know that he was going to bring them through whatever situation. So don't be ashamed of what others think. Because if they're sitting there judging you, they're wasting their time because they could be spending that time focused on Jesus, but instead they're focused on you, judging you, and being, you know, trying to figure out what's going on. But just keep your focus on the Lord. Just like the woman in Luke 7, one of my favorite stories, uh, she, was, uh, she heard that Jesus was in, at a house of one of the Pharisees, and she knew that all the Pharisees knew who she was. She was the town prostitute, and... Uh, she knew how everybody see her, but she didn't care because she knew that Jesus was coming into town and she wanted to give Jesus all her praise and adoration that she could. She brought her finest perfume. She wept at his feet and used her hair to wipe his feet. And we've talked about before about how dirty feet get uh, back in the Bible times with all the, the dirt and everything else that was just around. And, and we talked about how half of us wouldn't even use our hair to, you know, wipe a counter off. But this lady wanted to bring her biggest praise as she could, regardless of who was in the room. They were probably shouting out obscenities to her, saying, you know, they were saying, Jesus, do you know who that is? And even Jesus didn't care, because Jesus was just there to receive that adoration. And that's how we should be. We should set aside everything that we feel that is going wrong in our lives. We should put aside all of our shame. If you sinned horribly this past week, it doesn't matter. The Lord's not going to receive your worship because you sinned. Definitely repent, but the Lord is still going to receive your worship. So we don't need to be ashamed. We don't need to worry about people around us. We need to just focus on the Lord. Put on your spiritual blinders and just turn your eyes upon Jesus. Because nobody else around you can do that for you. It is only you. It is you and God. And I know I'm rushing through this really fast uh, when I was writing this sermon, but I really wanted to get back into worship and just kind of spend time in this. So that brings me to my third point. Be authentic. Each one of us have our own personal DNA of worship towards the Lord. You can't copy the way I worship. You can't copy the way Tammy worships. You can't copy the way Pastor Grant worships. You can't copy anybody. You have your own style of worship. I might only sing. Maybe you're a dancer. Maybe you lift your hands. Maybe you shout. Maybe you clap. 
We must worship in spirit and in truth. We've been talking about this, John 4, 23 and 24. But the time is coming. Indeed, it is here now when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who worship him that way. For God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship in spirit and the truth. You cannot go through the motions when it comes to worship. You are not doing yourself any favors by just going through the motions. It is a heart, it's also a posture of your heart. Your heart must be in it, because if you're just going through the motions, the Lord can see your heart. I can't see your heart, and the pastor can see your heart, your neighbors can't see your heart. They could probably see the outside. You can't fake this to God. He sees your heart. So we have to give him, from the depths of our heart, as pure as we can, all of our worship. And we have to be constant about it. Like a plant, you want it to flourish, so you keep watering it daily. And like I said back in September, worship is not 25 minutes on a Sunday morning here at church. Like John said, what'd you say? Worship is what? Daily actions. The things you do, the things you say. Even if it's small little things, if you've been having a rough day and you're running late and you're hitting you know, traffic and then all of a sudden the Lord starts giving you all these green lights, give him praise for that. It's something simple, but it's something that you can give him praise for. That's worship. And one of the things, it, it says bring a joyful noise. How many have kids? How many know noise? Raise your hand. It's not really pleasant, right, to your ears. But the Bible says bring a joyful noise. It didn't say bring a in tune on the right pitch with five-part harmonies, uh, right in tempo with a full band and orchestra and a 500-person choir. It says bring a joyful noise, a joyful noise from your heart. So whatever gladness you have, whatever the Lord has brought you through, whatever breakthrough you've had in your life, that is where that joyful noise is coming from. That is where we bring all our praise and adoration from. It is noise to us, but to the Father, it is sweet incense to his nose. So there's no reason to be ashamed of it because it is just you and God. We were created to worship. In Isaiah 43, 21, the people who I formed for myself that they might declare my praise. God created us to worship. Some of you feel it deep down inside and you don't know what to do. It's like a fire shut up in your bones. And you feel like you want to do something, but you don't know. It's like, can I raise my hands? Can I shout? Can I jump around? You absolutely can. We're assemblies of God. This is what we strive for. So shout out with praise. Scream, dance, you know, clap. I don't, I don't care if you clap out of time. We have our own tempo. We have drummers that will keep us in time. So you can clap all you want. You can sing off key. It's not for me. I'm not here uh, to judge you guys on your pitchiness or anything. Bring a joyful noise. If it sounds like noise to you, but you're joyful about it, know that God's just happy. So like I said, it's not just about singing. You can speak his praises. You can shout his praises. You can sing along. You can bow down at the feet of Jesus. You can dance in his presence. You can play an instrument. You can clap and you can lift your hands. Change your focus. If you realize that your heart is not in the right place, and like Pastor Todd said not too long ago, it's not the worship team's job to get you guys ready for church. It's something that you should be ready for when you get here. And I understand some mornings are tougher than others. Uh, you might have some car issues or something with the kids or anything. You might not have slept well, but you need to try to catch those things before you get here and immediately just start praying to the Lord to just begin to remove all these distractions from your heart. Because the enemy is just trying to come in and keep you from what the, what the Lord is trying to give you in this service. 
So at any point, Lord, I, I, I know that I'm really frustrated right now and I want to yell at all these kids and they won't put the matching clothes on I picked on for them and they want to wear one sandal and one tennis shoe. I, Lord, I just don't understand. They need to really figure it out. Lord, just please soften my heart. I want to be able to enter into your courts with thanksgiving and praise, Father. I want to get to church and be ready to worship and not have the worship team warm me up. These are simple prayers that you can pray. You don't have to have this deep theological prayer that sounds like it's in King James Version for the Lord to receive your prayers. The Lord hears the prayers of a child. And it's very simplistic. The Lord isn't asking. Absolutely. Um, I just, um, okay. okay. I just wanted to say that everyone always says, Tammy, Tammy, that I want you to know that I always worship like this. Um, I was brought up in a Baptist church, and I started going to a Pentecostal church, and everybody there was on fire, raising, letting all their worship go. And I remember the day that I raised one hand, and I said, Lord, I'm going to raise one hand. I was so uncomfortable. And I, if anybody's ever had the Lord speak to you in your heart, mm-hmm. he said to me, aren't I worthy of two? Mm-hmm. And that changed me wow. from then on. And so that changed me forever. And I, I just, I, I, yes, you're more than worthy of all of that. So uh, that's, that's what you hear today is because God spoke to my heart like that. So I just want to share. That's good. That's really good. I love that. I love that. And then so we need to be authentic. Worship the way that you would. Worship the way that you feel. You don't have to copy the person to the left or to the right of you or anybody on stage. You're free to do anything that you feel that you need to get out as worship. So I have two questions for you and a challenge. Question one, what excuses are you making to not fully worship? Are you uncomfortable, like Tammy said, raising one hand? Are you uncomfortable singing out loud? Like I said, it's a joyful noise. I'm not saying what you're doing is bad by not raising your hands. I understand that it's a very uncomfortable thing to do if you're not used to doing it. But the Lord wants to bless you. Lifting your hands is a sign of opening up and an open up and, uh, and surrender. When your arms are closed, when your arms are down, when you're not engaged, it's a whole different story. But as soon as you open up, even if it's here, really small. The Lord sees that. And he begins to just speak to you and pour out his spirit upon you. Question number two, how can you change it? You can step out, sing a little louder, clap some more, speak about his praises, speak about how good he is and the great things he's done in your life. You don't even have to, you can just say the lyrics As long as your heart is fully into it and you were talking directly to God and not trying to impress anybody around you, the Lord will receive that as worship. And then I have one challenge for you. I want you guys to worship at home with your families or if you just live by yourself, worship by yourself. But don't just sit and listen. Don't just sit, if you're watching a YouTube video, don't just sit there and watch people worship and sit there and raise your hands. Act like you're in church. Express yourself, especially parents. You know that your kids mimic you and watch you every little thing that you do. So if you fake it, they're gonna fake it. Be authentic, don't try to copy people. And how I talked about Logan just dancing around, have that childlike wonder, have that childlike faith. Jump around dance. It doesn't matter what you do. The Lord just wants to see it. He receives all of that worship. We should strive to be like David, a man after God's own heart, 
pursuing the Father by any means necessary, speaking, shouting, singing, bowing, kneeling, dancing, clapping, lifting your hands. The Lord receives it all. Make a joyful noise. Remind yourself of that. If you feel like you can't sing on pitch, it's noise to us, but it's worship to the Father. Be authentic. Whatever you're feeling inside, let it out. No one's going to look at you weird. We're assemblies of God. It's what we're supposed to be doing. See what the Lord does inside of you. And when you start worshiping at home, see what the Lord starts doing in your own household. Feel the peace that starts to come inside your household. Feel just the presence of God in every single room. God wants nothing more than to fill your lives, fill your hearts, fill your homes, and everywhere that you go with his presence. So lift up his name. We're going to go back into worship now. And I want you guys to, if you can, just step out a little bit more than what you're comfortable doing. Sing a little bit louder. Pray a little bit harder. Lift your hands a little bit higher. Like Tammy said, she was at one hand and the Lord said, am I not worthy of two? Lift up both hands. Stretch yourself today. Heavenly Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that you don't have special qualifications in order to receive our worship. That you receive our joyful noise as it comes out, Father. You are mighty to be praised. You are worthy to be praised, Father. So we ask that you give us the boldness and the courage to step out. Because we might not know, us lifting our hands might help someone else break out of their shell and lift up their hands as well, Father. So we ask that you give us that boldness, Jesus, to just lift up your name without any hindrance, without being worried, without, uh, without being worried about being judged or shamed or embarrassed, that we keep our focus on you, Father, that we just continue to lift up the name of Jesus, even if we're the only one shouting in the room, Father, that you receive our praise, our joyful noise, Father. We ask that you be with us in this place, Father. We ask that you come and fill this room as we lift up your name. We ask that you be seated upon the throne of our praises, Father. We ask that you be high and lifted up, Father, for you are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy, Father. We sing holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. We sing holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, Father. We join with the angels in singing holy, holy, holy. For you are worthy of all the praise and adoration we could give you and more, Father. We love you. Receive our praise, Father. It's in Jesus' name.